Hallo, Absolute Worldy Football Podcast Listener. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it's me, Kyle. And it's me, Joel. I hate it when you do that to me. Joel, I'm going to do a list. Okay, good, right, great. Here comes the list. Here come the list. Only Fools and Horses. Great. Downton Abbey. Oh, that's a jump. EastEnders. Heard of it. Doctor Who. Yeah. The Queen. The Queen? What do all these have? <laughs> Uh, oh, British, British historical status. They do, but they also all have Christmas specials. <laughs> the Queen. You can't call the Queen's speech a Christmas special. It's a Christmas special version of the Queen. I can say it, Joel. I met her this year. Yes, you did. What a year? What a year! What a year! What a year! In retrospective. From the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast. Listener, it's a Christmas special. What we'll try and do is get the sleigh bells over the, the theme tune. I don't think it will work very well. No. <laughs> and that's a lot of editing. I what is ask. football? <laughs> <laughs> that's right. You've joined us for our super fun, extra quick Christmas special to get you through December. To get you through all those Christmas parties jetting around wherever you live in the car on the public transport I, i'm not complaining because obviously you know it's nice to be asked but i have had a lot of hey it's our christmas do invites and they're all on the same day christmas day no imagine <laughs> no i like, mean friend dues friend dues you know when people are like oh it's our christmas thing and it's like every single one is on the 21st or 22nd is that the weekend before christmas yep yeah well i mean i'm not complaining it's just it's impossible to do them all so then you have to i don't know we play favourites? Just go to the ones you want to go to and find it. I mean, you've got the perfect excuse. I've, I can't go. I'm with my family. It's Christmas time. I mean, one of, them, one of my big ones, my family do, which is the 22nd, because, you know, my family totes convention when we see Christmas happening, is on the same day as Spurs-Chelsea. Tricky. Just, but this this is Christmas, Joel. This is a British Christmas. Just watch it in the background. That's you, I'm the only person in my entire family that likes football. Well, I've got something for them that will get them into it. Go on then. They listen to this episode of the Absolute Worldly Christmas None special None of my family podcast. listen, but yeah, go for it. Then they will be able to talk to you about it because I'll have lots of tidbits. That's what we're bringing to you this week, listener. A, a whole December packed full of football. You need ammo. Yeah. You've come to the right place. You need ammo's on. <laughs> oh. Amazon. Amazon. Why do you need Amazon this well, Christmas? Well, there's a couple of reasons, Joel. Right. One, they've got some uh, football fixtures uh, for the first time ever. First time ever streaming their own football fixtures. That's a, uh, this is a new thing, and it is uh, unheard of in in the annals of football that a, a streaming service are showing Premier League games live. And two, they might have invited us at the Absolute Worldly Football Podcast to a special PR event to launch said service. Holy... But we'll talk hell. about both of those things later. Okay, fine. Um, uh, so, um, here's the thing, right? C- Christmas, football. It, there's just so much football at Christmas. Some might say too much. To, we, to them, we say, shut up. Um, but um, uh, 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 the, the, the family thing, right? So, I don't have a... Uh, a very conventional family but what we definitely don't do is do the weird split between uh, like people who like football around Christmas people who don't and then there's like some people in one room not talking or watching football and everyone else in the other room watching football I imagine your family is a lot more it's interesting that you call that weird 
Because to me, that's just Christmas. Really? Oh, yeah. What do you mean? Explain. What's okay, it like? So we... is, it, is it a long gender divide? Because that's sad if it is. Um, almost entirely. Right. Um, but I spend Christmas with my uh, godmother's family. And there's about, so there's about 12 of us in total, of which the majority are men. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, there's a lot of football on. But the, the females in our family are sort of into football in that regard. What I remember from my sort of childhood memories of Christmas and football is Boxing Day, both seeing both sets of my grandparents. Yeah. And it would just be granddads and dad and boys in the lounge watching back-to-back uh, satellite football. Three games in a day. And grandmother times two plus mother <laughs> in kitchen mulled wine. You know, and me being the sort of forward-thinking, progressive man that I am, yeah. I would go between the rooms. Yeah. Anyone know? else make that journey? Cross that divide? For food. <laughs> and drink. I just It's just not something that's ever really been... Like, when I was young, when I was very young, way back in the day, we used to go spend Christmas at my uh, grandmother's. And my grandmother lived out near Peterborough. And so, uh, back in the day, my dad used to take me around Christmas on Boxing Day and just before and and even on the 28th when there's another game, 29th when there's another game and the run up to New Year's Day, uh, we would um, we would go watch Peterborough. Tell me some, some of your memories of that. Uh, of Peterborough? Oh, uh, the very first ever football match I ever went to. Ever. I remember it very well. Uh, it was Peterborough United 4, Bournemouth 5. Wow. Yeah, and I just genuinely thought that was what all football was from that point onwards. I was like, oh my God, football's the best. I saw nine goals and I didn't really care that Peterborough lost. Everyone else seemed really annoyed. How long... I told my dad to shush at one point, which was funny. Um, so uh, I, I was quite, an, I still am quite easily embarrassed. Right. And, uh, uh, I remember my, you know, you know what football's like, Carl. You've been. Um, it's quite loud. It's quite noisy. Yeah, rambunctious. Yeah, and obviously I'd never seen my dad at a football match before, and uh, I think think one of our players, our Peterborough's players, did something wrong or bad, kicked the ball out or something, found someone, and my dad went, "Oh, effing and jeffing, loud and screaming," and I went, "Shh, dad, dad, you're embarrassing me in front of the football, football fans. fans." Yeah, and then he got out his pipe and started smoking. Different era. <laughs> Did you ever see such a high-scoring game at Peterborough again? Yes. Saw a 6-3. Another Boxing Day one? Uh, yeah, around the same time, yeah. Peterborough wow. 6. I think it was Watford. Peterborough 6, Watford 3. Because the stereotype about Boxing Day football, it's a long tradition in this country, is that the fans are hungover and the players are hungover. <laughs> no one wants to play, but everyone's there all feeling a bit rough. But not Peterborough. No. But even though it is the most jam-packed, we're the only, so for the non-football fans who are thinking, oh God, yeah, it does always seem to be so much football around Christmas. For our international listeners, their they're, listener, sorry, uh, they're saying, you know, what? what are you talking about? There's no football at Christmas. There's a winter break. We take your winter break and we say, pa, pa, give gonna... us back-to-back football, please. <laughs> we play every other day for the whole Hang on, December. you don't want to take the time off to spend time with your dearest loved ones and family and just enjoying some time off work, perhaps? Uh-uh. No. Give- Fill it with football. No, we want to fill it with football. And if you're Liverpool FC this Christmas, you want to fill it with more football than I've ever seen another football team play. Well, hold your horses on the on on the on the factoids for our listener. Right. We'll come back to that in a minute. I want to give you my Boxing Day and Christmas time football memory. Okay, please. Uh, my brother, one of his friends at school, was a big Villa fan. His dad, huge Villa fan. For a few, it felt like a, for a few Boxing Days in a row, the the fixture calendar would just throw up Chelsea versus Aston Villa, and we would go. And one time, uh, the father of my brother's friend 
got involved with a policeman who was arresting a, a, a touter, a ticket touter. He got involved with the police. So we were on our way. The man, the touch had just been taken away. Uh, and this man, this, this to me, essentially a father figure, along with my own father, who was there as well, <laughs> went up to the policeman and said, Sorry, Ma, do you know if there's anywhere I can get some tickets? No, are you joking? And the policeman looked at him with such contempt. And then that was one of the first times I realised in my whole life that adults don't always behave like adults. <laughs> it wasn't even funny. No, it's not a funny joke. <laughs> It's just stupid. Um, I ah, uh, trying to think when the oh yeah, my 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 version of that, not about football, not about Christmas, is me and my my dad drove me to the video shop and illegally parked. And in the time we were in the video shop, um, getting a video, uh, it got clamped. <laughs> and uh, we were sitting in the car. Wait, he called the number, whatever you had to call to come and get the people to unclamp your car. And we were sitting in the car waiting and a woman walked past and kicked the clamp as she walked past. And my dad leant out the window and said, that was pretty stupid, wasn't it? And she went, oh, piss off, mate. And uh, he went, oh, I hope you didn't hurt yourself, like, in your head or something. Hang on, hang on. Your dad was defending the clamp on his own car. <laughs> I don't know. I never saw your dad as such a bastion of the status quo. No, don't was, kick my clamp. I think he thought it was it would hurt the car. I don't know. But my the point where I lost all notion of you know adults being on top of things was when he was like in the head or something. I think that's enough dad bashing for one uh, section. <laughs> oh, we'll know. come back with some absolute December fodder after this. <laughs> And we're back, listener. Uh, Joel, you were... Before I rudely interrupted you with my own halcyon memories of festive football times past... Taking a piss out of policemen, sure. I didn't. All right, I know, but... I'm not going to name names, but it was a certain other person's (laughs) dad. Um, You were talking about Liverpool and their fixture frenzy. Yeah, every three days in the whole of December, except on the 18th and 19th, or 17th and 18th, when they're playing... Back-to-back days. Two games in two days. Yeah, which I've never actually heard of. Is that legal? Well, yeah. So it can't be... What? <laughs> I, like, is, it can't be illegal to... But the, they're surely... They're, I know there are footballers' unions. Surely they must be up in arms. Nah, they don't care. Okay. I also, don't think it's right, okay. okay like, I'm not a, a, an athlete by anyone's reckoning. But I reckon... I reckon if you're a professional footballer and all you do is play football, you could probably play to a high standard two days in a row. What about playing... Seeming, what was it, how many times was it in every three days for how long 90 well 90 minutes no but how many for how <laughs> not the length of the game for how long of the period of time for every three days well so they they played uh, a game on saturday uh, on the 30th of november then they played uh, for what for us what is last night uh, which was the uh, 4th of december and then from now on until the 4th of january they're playing every three days Minimum every three days. So you're saying, okay, maybe you could play twice in. Oh, I couldn't do one. I couldn't run. For could... ni- I couldn't run for ninety minutes. Now that's not the point. I'm not a professional sportsman. But you think they should be able to run thir- eleven t- eleven times ninety in thirty three days? I mean, yeah, it seems doable. And they all run about twelve kilometers a game, like the the Liverpool players. Like Milner probably runs about thirteen, fourteen kilometers a game. Nah. I mean, I'm basically playing devil's advocate, playing every three days at that level of standard that the best team in Europe and England play at at the moment uh, is probably impossible. So yes, listener, that Joel is right. They are the current European champions. 
They are streets ahead in the English league, but they've not won in 30 years, the Premier League. But they're looking like they might. Now, if it all, if this is the month where the wheels come off, if everything goes to pot for Liverpool in their title chase... And you're you're talking to your uncle. You're talking. It's Christmas Eve, or whatever you're talking. And he's saying something you racist. You hate talking about, about football. He's chatting about Brexit and all this stuff. And, and he's, he's like, and then you hear on the radio, on the in the news, uh, Liverpool drew tonight after their fixture pileup. And he goes, oh, Liverpool, letting everyone down. You can say, well, they are playing thir- eleven games in thirty-three days. Yeah. So listen, Uncle Jeff, you calm your arm with your racism and, and nonsense. Let's talk about Liverpool and football. In fact, I feel like football is a very good way of distracting yourself from the fact that talking to an elderly relatives around Christmas time about politics is difficult. It is the big, the sort of big stereotype of the modern day, isn't it? Don't yeah. Talk, don't mention the B word. It ha- like at least the last three Christmases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. We don't in my house. Don't talk about Brexit. Yeah. I. Do, I mean, I. I wouldn't. It wouldn't even question. It wouldn't even come into my mind that I might want to bring it up. It's just not worth it. I'd rather talk about Liverpool playing every three days, and they're playing in the Club World Championships. Which is a thing that I think is fairly sneered at in this country. It's to name the best club team in the world. Hang on, Joe, I'm confused. We've got the Premier League, that's for the club, English clubs. Yes. And you've got the Champions Leagues, where the best teams across Europe play each other again in another tournament going yes. at the same time yes. as the league. So far, Kyle, your, uh, your understanding... And then you've got the work. World Cup, which is the international team. Which is for countries, the best oh. countries in the world. So what's this malarkey? This is the team that wins the European uh, uh, Cup. The team that wins the South American Championship, the Asian Championship, and there's one more. And then they all, they play each other. There are only two semi-finals and a final and third place, third, fourth place playoff. And I sort of feel like in this country, we sneer about it quite a lot because of it being just four teams. But in, I've found out recently in the rest of the world, they love it. They love it. South America, like it's a big deal if you win the Club World Championship because normally the European team wins. Yeah, so you've got to try and beat the big, the, the rich guys. Yeah, exactly. I've got very little interest in it because I have very little interest in, in Liverpool. Ouch. But that's probably why they're playing back-to-back. That is why they're playing one game in the League Cup, which is the, the minorest of minor trophies in this country. And then they're flying out, and then the next day they play in the Club World Championship. My assumption is, and you can use this around Christmas time, listener, is that the team that Liverpool will put out, the starting eleven, will be a bunch of kids in the League Cup. Thereby devaluing the third trophy in English football. So that's that's Liverpool. That's one of our big December festive topics for you football. Uh, you need you, those of you who need that those facts. That yeah. Liverpool is a go a good go to. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To cover that monotonous time around four five o'clock when everyone is sitting down. Full. What time do you eat on Christmas Day? Oh, quite early. Yeah. Like three. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're about this then four or five p.m. Christmas Day, I imagine a lot of people are sitting around, someone will open their mouth to say something controversial, and the way to shut Uncle Jeff up is just to say, oh, did you see that Liverpool played on the 17th and 18th of December, back-to-back days? When was the last time that happened, Jeff? And he'll say, oh, oh, well, before Brexit, or something equally as offensive. Do you have an Uncle Jeff? No, of course I don't have an Uncle Jeff. (laughs) I wouldn't have chosen a name that I have an uncle on. Oh, I hope that their squad can stretch to to deal with this fixture pilot. (laughs) I'm sorry, I had no idea that you knew that much about football. And you'll say, I don't. But let me tell you this podcast, Jeff. What's a podcast? Oh, oh no, I don't want to listen Is it the radio? Not quite. Not quite. It's sort of like the radio. It's basically two goons chatting nonsense at each other. But you should listen, Jeff. That is what you should say to Jeff this Christmas. Hello, listener. 
Uh, it's Kyle here, up bright and early on a Sunday morning. And I am on my way to a secret London location. Um, it's something very special, I'm very excited. I'm very tired. I'm going to have a coffee and get buzzed up for what it's going to be a really fun morning. Um, just at the station now, can't wait. And yeah, I'll speak to you soon. I've got another, another, another topic. Jose Mourinho <laughs> is back. Oh my God. You, even if you've been living under a rock for the last 15 years, you must have heard, nay, you must have heard of Jose nah, Mourinho. Nay, you must. The special one he's been called. That now, was his before first Before we go monarch. into this, I've always thought it was Jose and only recently found out that in Portuguese it's definitely Jose. Always a hard J in Portuguese. That's news to me. Jose, yeah. no. Jose, Jose yes, yes, and he's back. And where is he? He's at Tottenham. Your team. My team. How do you feel? Ah, you know, he's special or something. For those of our listeners who've never heard of him, who have been living under a rock, sorry. How could you not have heard of Jose Mourinho? Describe Even him. if you hate football, you must have seen this silver-haired, quick-tongued, arrogant pile of coat. He is just the living embodiment of what people don't like about football, I think. He walks around the place like he owns it. He looks angry all the time. He's belittles people he creates a sense of animosity wherever he goes the press love him because he just gives them quote after quote okay that's that's the negative side to Jose. Oh, i'm right. gonna count positive side yeah. he's charming he <laughs> he brings to football a sense of uh star quality he's a it's a bit like he the, he is a media darling but it's because he is box office he provides drama constant drama 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 he's he can find drama in a shoe <laughs> That's not a saying. <laughs> you can find drama in a shoe. So he got the Tottenham job just before December. Yeah, he's been in charge. So this for a is few why games. it's Christmassy because he's got December's the lots of football. So it's when he's going to really put his stamp on the team. He, it's like he's arrived in Tottenham with the Santa's hat, ready to make yeah. your Christmas. And he's trying to sort of uh, proportion himself in a different way to his previous... He, apparently, he's got a, a whole new PR team who've said, your PR is terrible, Jose. You come across as arrogant. There was that... Uh, when he first arrived in English football, famously, he said, I think I am a special one. Uh, and so he became the special one. And, and people have said to... Basically, he's employed a PR team after he got sacked from Manchester United uh, to say to try and persuade him to change his ways and change the way he acts. So he, if he's not the special one anymore, what is he now? Well, uh, the papers have been calling him the humble one. Humble, like humbug? No, no. I'm humble. just trying to get a Christmas link here. Sure, is like, he the Scrooge of the he, Premier League? No, he's the anti-Scrooge. He's humble. He's the tiny Tim. He is the new tiny Tim of the Premier League. No, he's Scrooge when he wakes up on Christmas morning. That's lovely. And uh, says, you boy, what day is this? I tell you what day it is. It's Tottenham Hotspur. It's day. Tottenham Hotspur day. Let's all have a goose. So what? There was there was a, a lovely story from a lovely PR spun story. Oh, probably so, his new team. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. happened in the game with the ball boy? Ah, oh, so uh, Tottenham uh, were drawing two all, having been two 0 down, and they uh, uh, the, the ball boy. Uh, if you know what ball boys are, listener, they're little kids, not always boys, there you go, uh, who sit around the touchline and they throw the ball back to the player when it goes out of, of play. Uh, and this ball boy, very quick thinking, grabbed the ball, threw it to the Spurs player, took, the Spurs player took a quick throw in and Tottenham immediately scored. And Jose went straight over to the ball boy, gave him a high five and, and afterwards he said, 
That's an excellent uh, mark of a good ball boy. And that he also said, this is the humble one, of course, that he had been a good ball boy himself. Again, he's very good at narratives. <laughs> and then, uh, having given the ball boy a high five, in the next game, he invited him to the pre-match uh, meal with God, the players. God, Jose's a great guy. And Spurs, uh, Spurs on Twitter, on Spurs TV, they released footage of the ball boy at the pre-match meal, meeting all of the players... Uh, and then when Tottenham scored against Bournemouth in the next home game after that, uh, he went up to the ball boy and gave him a fist bump, Jose did. So, so he's basically now part of the squad. Yep. Could you imagine being that boy? All you did was sign up to be... I remember my father was a Spurs fan, as you know. Yeah. I was a junior Spur. Yeah. And I was on a short list to become a ball boy. For, it's part of, you can you go on a long list to become a ball boy for a day. That's probably what he did. And now look at him. Now he's a, a fundamental cog in the wheel that is Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Well, at least in their PR machine. <laughs> yes. And certainly. also, in this day and age, he's probably got about a million followers now. <laughs> yeah, probably. The ball boy one. The ball boy. That doesn't work. But also, it's just it's the, this whole humble thing. It just doesn't. It just doesn't fly for me. I love. I like the idea of being uh, aggressively humble. When I was fourteen, I built my first ever website. Go on. It was called Humble Town. Hang on. How? Well, what year were you? What was that? Two thousand. The year two thousand. Yeah. You could build your own website in the year two thousand. Yeah, with dial-up. Yeah. It was. Well, it was like a. It was really easy. There wasn't. You didn't have to pay. It wasn't like GoDaddy or anything like what that. What did you do on a website when you were fourteen? I was. A, it was a music website. What? Yep. I don't even really like music that much. You, you, did you at the time? Yeah, a bit. I had very. I I'd signed up to. My dad signed me up to a six CDs a month thing. No, six CDs every oh, two Britannia. months. Oh, Britannia. I don't know who it was. What I was. had one of those. And so I had... And so you reviewed them? No, I just had very specific CDs in my collection. No, but then you reviewed them on your website. No, no. Then I put on the website, like, bands that I liked and bands that I didn't like. And, like, little little jokes about them. We've gone full circle. Yeah. In essence, what you're telling me is that Jose was always meant to be manager of your team, Tottenham Hotspur. Why not? You're both humble. Why not? It's a perfect Christmas present for me. Finally. At the age of 33, I've got a, a good Christmas present. Finally, at the age of 33, you've come back to your roots as a, as a fledgling uh, music journalist. Yep. And Jose has finally found a, the perfect club. The only way this could be improved would be if Jose decided as part of his rebrand was to get all the Spurs players together to record a Christmas single. Although, a having very, said that... A very, a very merry Tottenham Christmas or something. But you have... you are. I heard you earlier when I first, we first went up today. You are trying to come up with a song for Jose. Yeah. So... It's all it's all coming together. It is all coming together. Humble Town founder and new manager Jose work together to come up with a Christmas single. I mean, there's a film in this, a crap film, but I, there is a film. I feel like my reputation at Spurs is not high enough that I will ever meet Jose. But if I do, I'll say, "Hey, humble one, I'm the founder of Humble Town. Let's humble on out of here together." <laughs> I mean, we have got plenty more festive factoids for you, and they're coming up after this. Okay, football is good. Football is fun. Is there for everyone? I can't really be bothered to follow it properly, but I'll tell you one thing I prefer the broccoli. Kickball with football, yeah. And we're back with another absolute worldy festive football podcast, Festive Factoid. Have we done enough to make this festive? I told you I wanted sleigh bells. Yeah, we're not going to get them. Okay, how about some Paul McCartney simply having? Uh, well, it depends how much money you've got. He'll lend it to us. It's it's the Christmas period. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you remember, listener, but we had our very, very exciting, our very first pro footballer guest. Yes, uh, Mike Smalling. Yeah. Well, guess what? What? He's still in the news. 
We met him. He's a great guy. Yeah. He's still playing really well. Yeah. He's getting linked with all sorts of clubs. He still belongs to Manchester United, but he could be going to Juventus, I've heard now. Wow. Well, he's playing well at Roma. Well, what else has happened to him at Roma since we last spoke to him? Since we last spoke to him. Well, there's been uh, an extraordinary development in the fight against racism in football. Uh, the the Correa della Sport, which is the one of the two biggest sport newspapers uh, in Italy, published an article uh, discussing racism in, in Italian football, which has been a real problem again. It's been in the news again. There's been a lot of monkey chanting, as ever, and horrible things. And Bal- Mario Balotelli, famous black Italian footballer, has been told that he's not really Italian because he's black and all this stuff. And so uh, this uh, week, this Friday, there's a big game between Roma with Inform... British, black British man, Chris Smalling at centre-half. And they're playing against Inter Milan. And they have a striker who also came via Britain from Belgium. Romelu Lukaku is also black. And the article is about racism being done done with. No more racism. And the headline for a football match between two teams with two black talisman on a Friday is Black Friday. So an unfortunate link there to the festive period in terms of our episode, but a staggering, you know, since we're talking about PR, staggering PR The optics PR of that are unreal. Like, what were they thinking? It's just complete, uh, just, uh, I mean... It's like, a, it's like a headline from another, a long gone era, but also just lazy because both clubs have got, I mean, apart from it's being deeply, deeply offensive, both clubs have got multiple black players. Yeah. Why? Why? Why choose to do this? Your guess is as good as mine. It seems. It seems. It seems incredibly insensitive, incredibly stupid. And and no matter what the goal of the article was to say, Italian football needs to rise above racism. To have this just fundamentally stupid headline. That's all that people will see. I, 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 it boggles the mind. Uh, but maybe we're not Italian, so we don't understand. Give yeah, let, the doubt. you know, let's not sort of pigeonhole racism just to Italy. Oh, yeah. Uh, then let's not forget that when uh, Manchester United signed Lukaku, who now is now into Milan on loan from Manchester United, when he signed for Manchester United, an Irish uh, newspaper printed a picture of uh, Stormzy... Um, because he was part of the PR launch of Lukaku signing. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they don't look the same. No, they don't. It's um, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was. But you know, I'm I'm sure Black Friday might might come up at Christmas, and then you know, Uncle Jeff. Oh, talking about Black Friday. Did you hear what happened in Italy? Uh, with uh, Lukaku and, and his ears will be pricking. Which, no, because no, he won't have heard. No, he won't. No, nah, he doesn't read the Corriere Sport, does he? No, definitely uh, not. Jeff, well, he's not. A, he doesn't think football happens outside of England. What do you? What do you, what, what happened? What happened with Smalling and Lukaku? And what was this Black Friday thing then? And then you know that's a great departure point for racism in general in society. Yeah, what I, a great Christmas chat. I would say don't bring that one up. Why? Because you don't want that chat with Jeff. Oh, okay, Joel. Are you now equating? Uncle Jeff, this character we created, we've already established that we he, know he may be a Brexit fan. Like you cannot just equate Brexit with straight out racism. We know what Jeff thinks about people who aren't white. Oh my God, we've gone so far with Uncle Jeff. <laughs> Neither has <laughs> even got an Uncle Jeff. Yeah, but you know what he's like. And also, man. all my uncles, really nice guys. Yeah, but we can picture Jeff. So is mine, but we can picture <laughs> Jeff. We know what Jeff's like. Come on, we all know Uncle Jeff. I think Uncle Jeff probably anti-racist, no? Oh, definitely not. not. 100% not. 
Listener, we'll leave he, it up to you, I'll tell Uncle you what, Jeff. He doesn't think he's racist, and that is the biggest amount of positive thing I'll say about Uncle Jeff and racism. Okay, well, back to reality. This is seemingly the Italian sort of football um, enclave's issue with racism is yes. they don't think they're racist. No, they really don't. It's bizarre to me that they don't think they're racist when they're saying all these racist things. I know, but that's that's the way it works for a lot of racism, Joel. Yep, pretty much. So anyway, what a cracking topic there. Racism in football. Yep. Happy Christmas. Merry Christmas to you all. Okay, so I'm just walking up to the venue now, so I may as well tell you where I'm going. The Absolute Worldly Football Podcast has been invited to the official launch party of Amazon Prime Video's coverage of the Premier League this December, which is really uh, fun and exciting. Um, and it's going to be like some sort of extravaganza on a on a boat so i'm just walking up to the pier now um yeah amazon prime are showing 20 matches in december uh for the first time ever and that's why they're throwing the shindig so i'll let you know what i get down to in just a minute Uh, we should have touched on Amazon when we were talking about the fixture pile-up. Yes. We did sort of go into it. I did say we said Amazon. We come back to it. I said Amazon. It was funny. Christmas Amazon. Because so there's let... lots of football on Amazon. Extraordinary. Should we talk about it now? Kyle. Yes. Where have you been? Uh, we were invited. The podcast was invited to the the Premier League Amazon on Amazon launch because we are so influential within social media and podcasts world. Yes, indeedy. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't go. Uh, I was going to go, and then I spent the entire night before it throwing up, uh, so I didn't go, uh, which is, you know, more fool me, really. I should have just turned up. It was more, to be honest, you know what was really bothering me about it? Not that I hadn't slept and that I was feeling sick. It was that it was on a boat. Oh, the boat was very uh, stable. Oh, so I'd have been it was right. moored. I needed to be near a loo. And let's not go into that it side of the story. It was a big boat. Anyway, so you so right, so you turn up on this boat and what happens? Well I felt like I felt like Ant without my deck. Oh, I'm so sorry. Or deck without my Ant, which I don't know which one you are. I think I'm probably Ant. Um <laughs> I felt like a, I felt like I was missing something, but uh, I was looked after well. Fantastic breakfast. Fabulous. Uh, and then I got to pose with the Premier League trophy, the real one. And a lot of people were doing that, but not a lot of people were talking to the men with the white gloves who were telling me about all the bits of material that made up the Premier League. Oh my God. That is the only the Absolute Worldly Football Podcast asks those kind of questions. So my first question was, how did you get the new logo for the Premier League onto the Premier League trophy? And like, oh, that's an easy one. Uh, we often, we quite, quite often, we melt down the, we sort of heat up the outsides of the trophy and knock out any dents and bumps. And then and when we do that, we can actually emboss it in a different way. Oh my God. And I was like, that's good to know. Uh, but they said that we never do that for the base. We never do that for the base because that's where all the names are sort of like, you know, like a, you know, your local shop, your trophy shop in your hometown. You've got yeah. the, you, you, I'm sure we've all been parts of awards. So you get your name put on something sure. and the date sure, sure. that hasn't ever been changed. And that's got lots of little dinks and, and marks in it. But there's also, there's another precious metal, a precious stone that's part of the Premier League trophy base, Joel. And it's the same green that's in part of the World Cup trophy. Did you know that? I did not, and, and now, now you I do. do, and so does our listener. So obviously, I spent way too much time learning this stuff when other people were doing like uh, networking, right? You know, yeah, talking yeah, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Talking to celebrities. Without what? you, Joe, I just felt so unable to give do me that. some celeb spots. So Peter Crouch was there. Oh, what Crouchy? I've heard he's got a podcast. Other podcasts are available. Well, I thought we could, you know, we could do a, a podcast for a podcast. Yeah, I feel like our listenership is similar. Well, no, we can we can help him. He can help us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ov from Love Island. Now you don't watch Love Island. I don't watch Love Island. I do, and my, my partner is a big fan of Ov. Uh, and he is a basketball player. 
Right. A professional basketball player. Oh, wow. Uh, and the big challenge of this... of this, we were, we were promised as guests an ultimate football challenge. Ultimate? Which the is, final football challenge. Which you're going to hear about in a moment when, when we play our, my roadshow from yeah. the thing. Uh, but he, he being, I was like, he's going to fail this and I'm going to feel amazing. Yeah. He didn't. He really did nailed it. it. He did it because he's a professional sportsman who could put his mind to it. Yeah. Me, on the other hand... Did not. Oh, no. You didn't hold up the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast's reputation. I feel like you might have done as badly as me. I can't kick a ball off the ground at the moment. I tried to recently and I just couldn't. Well, bear. you're going to hear in a moment, listener, the ins and outs of what I had to do. Great. Um, but it was great It was great fun. Uh, it was a really nice morning, actually. Really nice way to start the day and to... Uh, and to get excited about the the Amazon coverage on Boxing Day. Yeah, thank you to Amazon for inviting us and having us. It was great. Yeah. I mean, it would have been better if you could have made it. I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I was not in a good way. He was not well. Yeah, I was. Ba- I was poorly. Um, he so was the- not. That doesn't. Okay, I know we've done the Ant and Deck thing. He wasn't in rehab. I might have been. <laughs> Just for an evening. Should we play the roadshow now? Let's play the roadshow. List listener is uh, everyone's favorite. Uh, everyone's favorite. Absolute worldy football podcast correspondent Carl Ross out and about at the Amazon Prime football streaming launch. Enjoy. Okay, so I'm just walking away from my ultimate football experience with Amazon Prime Sports Premier League coverage, and I leave a crestfallen man. I did not complete my ultimate football challenge. To the best of my ability, as I predicted, uh, but you'll never believe what it was. Uh, as a sort of homage to the iconic moment when Wayne Mooney scored an overhead kick against Joe Hart's from Manchester City in the Manchester derby, they've plant- planted. I'm looking at it right now. A sort of ten times bigger statues of both those men on a on a green floating in the middle of the Thames and from the boat I had to launch a football and if I hit Wayne Rooney with the ball on his shin like across from Nanny and the actual game I uh, would have won a prize if I landed the ball on the green I would have just got some firework flame firework effect I would have settled for the flame firework effect my first attempt beautiful sort of lift on it it looked perfect people I could hear them go oh this is going to land it it just fell short I should, have, I should have stopped there. I thought, no, I can do better. I can't have another go. I had another go. It shanked wide left. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, but great fun. One of the weirdest things I've ever done. Um, but I did get to spend some time with the Premier League trophy. But there we have it. Kyle from the Absolute Worldy Podcast, still not a Premier League star, but did cross the ball to Wayne Rooney today. Wayne Rooney did not make contact with that cross, but who's to say it's more his fault than mine? I mean, he was literally five times the player he is in real life in size. So he should have done better. I should have done better. Uh, but with the Amazon Premier League coverage this, this midweek, 4th, 5th and 6th of December, and Boxing Day, uh, I've always watched plenty of football on Boxing Day. And as my brother is much more wealthy than me. I'm sure we'll be watching it on Amazon this this uh, Christmas and I can't wait to see the coverage. Um, but yeah, amazing morning. Never forget it. Didn't quite live up to my billing as a cultured left footer. Shocker. Signing off. Goodbye. 
Snow is falling all around me, children playing, having fun. It's Christmas time. I, I, I was so scared that you were going to ask me to like do the next line then, because I don't know Christmas songs. Tis the season for love and understanding. Right. Merry Christmas, everyone. Ah, that's simple. Who's that? Uh, Shaken Stevens. <laughs> you good. <laughs> I went into a, into a charity shop yesterday looking for a backgammon set, as you do, and um, uh, they were playing a Christmas song I'd never heard before, and honestly, it was high-pitched children's voices singing about it being Christmas time, and it was the most depressing experience. The lights were turned up bright, everyone in there looked sad, it was really loud, and I went in and I walked straight out again. Joel, I've got a backgammon set you can borrow, no problems. Thanks, mate. Hey, it's Christmas. Yeah, tis the season for lending people your backgammon set. Listener, thanks for joining us for this uh, lickety-split Christmas festive (laughs) special. (laughs) That means quick. Although it's seemingly looking at the length, it's getting longer and longer. So we're going to wrap it up now. Um, we hope that we've left you with lots of festive factoids. Yeah, I, I, apologies for this not really being Christmas themed. We started with the real intention for it being like, hey, hey we, no. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. We, we talked we... about the festive fixture pileup. Yeah. We talked about Black Friday. Yeah. We talked about your uncle <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> These are all Christmas. Th- we talked about our own Christmas football memories. We want to leave you with this. We did a photo shoot for our new look. For the, for the absolute worldie going into 2020. Oh yeah, if we have a mid-season break now, listeners, the rest of season four, you'll be seeing a new, exciting version of the Absolute Worldie Football Podcast images. <laughs> We've decided it's about time, slash maybe it will work if we include images of ourselves uh, for the logo and stuff. So let us know what you think. Let us know if we look anything like you thought we would. Yep. Uh, and what what was the story you were going to tell about what happened uh, on the photo shoot? It was really oh, exciting. Yeah. So we uh, we found out that the photographer, Ali Wright, her name is, uh, she's a great photographer, uh, but also she's connected in the football world and we had no idea. This keeps happening to us. We keep having f- deliberately non-football guests and they're like, oh yeah, I know the, I know that person. This she knows, a PR officer from Forest Green Rovers, the press officer for Forest Green. Vegan FC press officer. Are you listening? All around. Well, he now, works for che- he now works for Cheltenham Town. <laughs> okay. Well, Sorry, you were doing good. a Christmas link. Yeah, I was trying to. <laughs> um, so he, we'd love to, uh, obviously, you know we've been plugging F Forest Green for a while. Oh, we want to go so much. And if only we'd approached her earlier, maybe we could have. Yeah. Although, I, she did also say that he uh, got in trouble because he was eating a meat pizza and a, sauce- and a burger once. And then we Googled it, and it's true. It was pictures of him eating a, a burger on the, st- on the terraces at Forest Green, which is against all Forest Green rules. And another, me- another snap of him eating a meat Greg's pizza, which seems fair. If you're doing it off-premises... Pre- off yeah, there's nothing to say they can't. Um, we're going to close this week with a football bulletin. Mm. But if we don't hear... If you don't hear from us again before Christmas, have a lovely uh, Christmas time. Yes. Uh, and we'll see you in the new year. Mistletoe and... Football. Football. Yep. Uh, and fuck you, Uncle Jeff. Bye! <laughs> this is the Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What you need to know this Christmas to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. Remember our Women's World Cup briefings? Seems like an age ago now, but we picked Vivian Miedemeyer to be one of the stars of the tournament, and the Dutch woman is still performing as if she's from another planet. She scored six goals and got four assists in one game this week for Arsenal as the Gunners beat Bristol City 11-1. And obviously, lest we forget, she's a successful children's author and she's only 23. What are we all doing with our lives? 
Back in the men's game, spare a Christmas prayer for Macclesfield Town. The staff and players' wages remain unpaid this month, with their former manager, Sol Campbell, claiming he is still owed £180,000 for his services for the entirety of last season. The players are striking for their upcoming game against Crewe, whilst their barrister claims they are waiting on international payments, as the uncertainty over Brexit has had some impact. A way to shut down family arguments over Brexit at Christmas dinner, perhaps? At the other end of the football spectrum, the Euro 2020 draw has happened to great fanfare, with England being joined by Croatia and Czech Republic in their group for next summer. The final place will be filled by a team from the Fun 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 Nations League playoffs in March. We told you they were important. Which club has the most goals in England? Man City, yes, but who's next? Nope, not top of the table, Liverpool. We'll save you. You're never going to get it. It's Peterborough United. With 40 league goals, their front three are on red-hot form. Remember the names. Isa, Tony and Madison. Or just drop them in whenever your uncle says his team are lacking in firepower. Speaking of goal scorers over in Germany, Bayern Munich's fans' Weihnachten presents have come early. Their striker Robert Lewandowski has 31 goals in 27 matches for club and country this season and 51 in 52 in the calendar year of 2019. And finally, in the Champions League, Club Bruges of Belgium enjoyed their late equaliser against Turkish club Galatasaray so much they got two players sent off. One player for taking his shirt off, another for kicking the corner flag and breaking it. And this was this week's Absolute Worldy Football Bulletin. What, what you, you need, need to, to know, know this, this Christmas, Christmas to fill those football-shaped holes in your repertoire. Ching, 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 ching. Sleigh bells. That was the Absolute Worldy Football Podcast by Kyle Ross and Joel Samuels with theme music by Adam Janot Wazowski and Amar Chada Patel. Absolute Worldy is dedicated to the memory of Liam Seeger, who designed our beautiful logo. Please do remember to like, share, subscribe, give us a rating, and follow us at Worldy Podcast. Goodbye.